A stu stu Studio D production. Do you guys remember when I took Evie to see the the Ian McGregor Winnie the Pooh movie and the that only that movie scares me. It was so good. It's scary. It was so good. I loved it. There's I loved it. I took Evie to see it in theaters. The only thing that Jess asked Evie because I remember Jess texted me after this. Jess asked Evie how the day was, and Evie was like, "Oh, it was good." And then she asked Evie how the movie was, and she was like, "It was good." Belle cried through the whole thing. <laughs> There's a part in that movie where I cried through the whole thing. Ewan McGregor's in a, in a fucking grave essentially, <laughs> and it's raining, and he's gonna drown, and he's yelling You're at Winnie the Pooh. You are a pair of little brains. I was like, this is freaking me out. It's frightening. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to drown. Sit down, I want to tell you a story. A really weird and messed up story. With murdering ghosts and gobbly ghouls. It's all really fucked up, so don't you be fooled. We, we haven't talked about it. Hot Rod yet. I think I'm already. <laughs> I can't just hit record. <laughs> what? I, I hit record right as Bell says, wait, we haven't talked about Hot Rod yet. <laughs> totally I'm Done, fulfilled. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to F'd Up Family Storytime. I'm Salem. And I'm Hannah. And here today we have Belle. Hey, guys. And a guest, James. I'm back again. Yeah. Here. He's on okay. so often, he's not really a guest anymore. It's he's so just a rotating, just rotating regular cast yeah. member. <laughs> so, how's everyone doing? Good. Pretty good. My brother saw Sasquatch one time. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's what you, how you wanted me to say that. <laughs> perfect. It's perfect. You sapped all the energy from my initial reveal, so here it is. <laughs> I gotta bring it back. You gotta bring it back. No. So seriously, he saw a Sasquatch though. Yeah, but he won't. Okay, like I don't know in what way he did, but he just gets really mad when we talk about Sasquatch. He gets weird, like really, really upset because we were because oh. we were asking him and my sister if they've ever seen Bigfoot because they used to go play out in the forest all the time, and he'll just be like, "No, it's not real. I've never seen Bigfoot." Get all mad, like get all huffy. Oh, and I was like, "He geez. saw something." He saw something. something. That's like classic denial yeah. right there. Well, so he saw something traumatizing sense. in the woods or Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense because it's the Pacific Northwest. I hope it's Bigfoot. <laughs> and Bigfoot is very like predominant in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. So it's like he saw a fucking squat. We're hearing that about your family's childhood like my brother and sister used to go play in the forest <laughs> i was like all i would like read my little fantasy books in I my room and be like forest. i would lie in a forest with i would pretend but i grew up in the high desert <laughs> well i you would know, pretend because that little like hill <laughs> in the oh, old house we had was really like nice so filled I mean, with foliage with yeah, we had so i would go and sit behind the shed and I would pretend that I was in a forest. In the forbidden forest. <laughs> we yeah. had a Harry legit Potter. actual like forest to run around in oh, with like God, all sorts of bastard. like abandoned structures and danger. And it was oh, yeah. the dream. <laughs> I, uh, I'm so like, we grew I, up in Thornton. I crave <laughs> you guys have <like>, Arby's. <laughs> crazy old Victorian or like creepy big yes. giant houses that I'm never going to be able to own anything like that. And oh, I, I crave know. like land like that too. And so I've decided I'm just going to live it out through my miniatures and you're going to come over <gasps> one day and I'm just going to have oh my God. miniatures. <gasps> I... I told George what I want to do with our property is I want to put like a miniature house <laughs> on our property, like 
next to the right in front of the front house but then create like little miniature roads like a driveway that comes I through the grass so up to much. the house and like that. have like a barn off to the side would your HOA be okay with that they'd be so small they wouldn't care yeah. <laughs> I, just decoration George was like put a path through my lawn what are you talking about I yeah, that's what like I was thinking I was like I would they like, be okay with that I feel like Hank Hill's mom because I'm always like, ooh, miniatures. I love <laughs> miniatures. Like, I would go to fucking Tampa Bay in the middle of spring break to go to a miniature museum. Well, you know, absolutely. Your great grandpa ran Tiny Town. What a I time. didn't know that. Which one? Grandpa, t- Grandpa Jaeger. Oh, wow. What? Tiny yeah. Town. Grandma Billy's Tiny Town is a little town of miniatures. Do you remember when he lived with your grandma all those yeah. years and all the little miniatures that would be like I in remember that. that. Those oh, were his. Yeah. He built those. Oh, he I built a whole bunch of miniatures in Tiny Town. And I just used to be like, I want to be your grandpa. Oh, Can I, I come be your by, grandpa? I come by my love of miniatures and my hate of <sighs> Nazis, honest. I'm going to build them. I'm going <laughs> to build like little book nooks like I talked about to sell miniature Nazis <laughs> but I've talked to George I'm like we're gonna have to make our own furniture and everything so we're just gonna do our own little business but you know I'm just gonna end up keeping them all yeah yeah like you can have it for a thousand dollars and then it will never sell you can sell it to me for a thousand for less than that <laughs> no I had a co-worker listen to the podcast and they were like so it's on this because it was the Radium Girls episode though it was like it's you Hannah and who else and I was like there's actually two other people <laughs> but they both sound the exact same I know oh no I don't people was, are just gonna have to listen yeah. enough that they figure it out yeah all right well we can get into this episode so we're here Let's recording episode it. we'll get into it we're recording episode number 57 and Belle is telling us the story. Yeah. You want to get into it? I'll get into it. Let's get into it. All right. So today I'm going to tell the story of the Smalls Lighthouse. The Smalls Lighthouse? Yeah. So the Smalls is How a... How teeny was it? Oh, it was so oh, teeny. Oh, is it a miniature? Ha! <laughs> Full circle. Um, no, it's called the Smalls Lighthouse because it was built on a collection of rocks approximately, where was it, 20 miles west of the Marlowe's Peninsula in Wales, and the rocks was called the Smalls. That was like the name of the group of rocks. So this man named John Phillips, he wanted to build a lighthouse on the Smalls, um, and he wanted to, quote, build a lighthouse on the principal rock of the Smalls, of so singular a construction as to be known from all the others in the world, as to be known as well as night as by day, to be known the moment it is seen and not to be mistaken for any other, end quote. Oh. Um, so for almost a decade, Phillips tried to obtain a permit and a lease for the project. On August 4th of 1776, a permit was granted to him by His Majesty's Treasury. And on June 17th of 1775, a team was sent to the Smalls Rocks to begin construction on this one-of-a-kind lighthouse. Cool. So James Summers, Henry Whiteside, eight miners, a blacksmith, and two laborers worked on construction of the lighthouse from June of 1775 until that October. And they could only work when weather would permit them to do so. And by the time that they finished construction for that season, they had only been able to do a collective nine days amount of work on the, the lighthouse because the weather and the waves, it was just too intense for them to, you know, really be able to get as much done as they would like. So they were out there for three and a half months and were only able to do construction for nine total days. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. 
So that's just to give a, an indication of how intense the weather can be on that part of the, you know, just like over by that area. Peninsula or whatever. Yeah. Um, so the construction team knew basically that they would have to construct a lighthouse that would be able to withstand those kinds of conditions. And they predicted that they would be able to complete it by the following winter if they started construction in April instead of June. So it's assumed that construction resumed in the April of 1776. Um, John Phillips was hopeful that the project would be completed by the fall. He predicted that he would be able to debut the lights by August 1st of 1776. But by July 18th, Phillips sent out a correspondence that he would not be able to display the lights as quickly as he had hoped. And on September 1st, the lighthouse was completed and the lights were debuted. Doesn't sound very messed up. No, not yet. At this point. I'm just uh -oh. kind of going into a little bit of the history. Uh -oh. <laughs> the lighthouse has already been built. Um, so they completed the construction <laughs> and um, Phillips boasted about two different lights in the house. Um, the first was the standard white light to just alert like vessels that there are rocks here, you know. Phillips claimed that it could be seen from up to four leagues away. Um, and the second light... That seems like a lie. Well, you know, it's just dependent on conditions. And so a That's lot of true. this was... How far is four leagues? I don't know. I don't know why I'm sitting here thinking like that's something in my brain that I can dredge <laughs> up. Hmm, let me see. Four leagues. Everybody on their phones. <laughs> a league is 3.452 miles. So it's 12 miles. Okay. There was a second light in the lighthouse, and it was a green light that was designed to help vessels figure out which channel they were in because there were two main channels in the area. And so the idea was that if the light was like a bright light and could be discerned that it was a certain number of miles away, you were in one channel. If the light was dimmer, then you were in the other channel. But oh. because the weather conditions were so insane that it was speculated that it really didn't work the way that they had intended it to work. Okay. And yeah, it was not as accurate as they had hoped that it would be. Why not just have like two different lights on either end? And well, it's I mean, like if you see one light, the way that oh, it, well, I guess like, you're right. They spin, around, you know, and like reflects. I don't know how a lighthouse works. So um, the lighthouse was built on nine pillars, a mix of iron and wood, and it stood at its peak about 60 feet tall. What are you laughing? <laughs> She's laughing. Yeah, what so are you laughing hard. about? What are, no, I fully in my brain. I don't know why. Thought you were about to say the lighthouse was built on 9-11. <laughs> it wasn't. It and then you didn't say that. And I was like, oh. And then I was like, no. why the fuck would she say so, that? It, it was built on 9-1. It was to me as it was to <laughs> Completed. I'm sorry. Um, nine no, pillars. Okay. Yeah, it was built on nine pillars. The pillars of fire? Um, pillars of hell. Just pillars of iron and wood. Oh. Okay, pillars of iron and wood. <laughs> I have a picture of what it looked like, a little depiction. And it was like really scary. Oh my god, that, that's, that's a very frightening lighthouse. Horrifying, right? Yell at James C too. Nah. <laughs> even so, it's, it's since been the, reconstructed, just, and it doesn't look like that. And it looks like more of a normal lighthouse. It's a hut. But I was watching. Yeah, it's basically like a hut on stakes. Yeah, weird. <laughs> In um, the middle of the ocean. <laughs> yeah, um, the water Hannah, runs underneath it's on it. Some small rocks. It's on rocks. Yeah, the smalls rocks. You really got. They're not pay necessarily attention. small rocks. They're pretty dangerous thinking about 9-11 um, all the time pay attention so the lighthouse has since been reconstructed and it looks like a normal lighthouse with like the red and white stripes you know going up it um but the way that it was built still like the water has to run underneath it so even still 
like the water flows underneath the lighthouse. I watched a really interesting video that was just videos of the lighthouse. Well, it's like those houses that are built on stilts because yeah. when the tide comes in or can come in and like, I've heard people talk about how they've taken vacations and shit like that. And you can feel the whole like hut oh, move gosh. when the water's moving underneath it. But that has got to be a lot rockier water than what most of those kinds mm-hmm. of houses they're just well, gonna have a gentle time think about how even through the summer from june to october they were only able to work on the construction for nine days because of how bad the weather was and that's during the best time of the year for so does, weather is somebody like, supposed to stay out there is it a man yes lighthouse? so up until oh, like no. automated lighthouses like they had to have at least I think they had two people at all times, like manning the lighthouse to keep the light on and keep everything maintained. Um, and through the winter months they had people, um, staying there. So obviously like a lighthouse keeper spends like months isolated just out there with like one other person. Maybe I think even during the summer months, there might've only been one. That's actually what this story I was going to ask yeah, this, this is was like the inspiration, the inspiration the from that movie, The Lighthouse. I wanted the twist in that movie to be that they'd only been there for like two days. You've got to think about the kind of person that would do that job because the, the way I view it, the people that would have that kind of job that is obviously very dangerous, you're sleeping on top of this wickedly moving wild ocean. Like you'd have to be so like disconnected Even with your like own. The, just probably poor people. The isolation one, well, <laughs> I'm sure that they probably have, pay like a decent amount. Yeah. Yeah. Such because a scary of the, thing to do though. You'd have to have like it. no fear of dying. Even I We're mean it's almost for like me, welcome death in it's my mind. It's not you about the I mean? fear of death. It's about the fear of being alone. Yeah. Well, it's the isolation, the isolation for me. Like the, the thing that scares me personally the most about just like that kind of a profession is the fact that you're literally stranded out in the middle of an ocean for months at a time with no communication yeah. because at this point they didn't have any sort of way to like communicate with nothing. Yeah. Anything you were just out there. And if something went wrong, you would just hope that somebody would find you. But pretty doesn't much. It sound like easy money at a glance where it's like, Oh, all I have to do is spend like four or five months <laughs> with this True. one person. And you're like, that, yeah. I can do yeah. It's like those, fa- those Facebook posts that are like live here with no wifi for a whole year. And you're like, I could do that. And you're like, or with your first whatever, like one person, and it's like, but then you're like, you get fucking tired of this one person. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just being totally alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I don't know. I think I could do it, but I would absolutely go crazy. I would yeah. make friends with all the animals around me. I would have like little pelican What animals? Friends. Like octopuses and shit? I'd have shit. little pelican <laughs> friends <laughs> and little fishy oh, friends. And yeah. You're living out your definitely. own weird Disney movie. I would. Later. I would absolutely <laughs> start thinking I was a mermaid. Armando, get back here with my dinner. My, oh my, my, grass, flies off. my grasp on reality is <laughs> already so small. Yes. Yeah. If you just put me alone by myself, I'm just going to. <laughs> that's that's what I'm afraid of. I imagine you yeah. as some horrifying Disney princess with a dress covered in barnacles oh with a God. disgusting pelican. No, it wouldn't be a dress, James. I'd wrap my legs in seaweed and be flopping on the beach. I'm you're a like singing, you're singing and Armando the pelican is screaming in your ear. <laughs> oh, oh, horrifying, man. horrifying. Ugh. Let's do it. All right. So, <laughs> That's the 100th episode. We all live in a, <laughs> in a lighthouse. <laughs> do we Our kill each other? Let's find out. <laughs> Our own separate lighthouses. The lighthouse oh, challenge. We have to experience being alone. 
So the the construction of the lighthouse, just kind of the way it was set up, um, there were two rooms in the lighthouse. There was the living apartment and then the lantern room, which was accessed through the living apartment inside above. And uh, the way to get into the lighthouse was through a a rope ladder that hung from a trap door that was at the bottom, like in the floor of the living room of the living apartment. That sounds fun. Not even a wooden and ladder. So, no, like if you look <laughs> at the picture, you literally would be boated up to the ladder and then have to climb like onto the ladder from the boat, essentially, because of the way that it was like. It's like a rope with like knots tied in it that you're like. Climb it's like up an or... actual ladder. Oh, in the picture you can okay. see. But yeah, but it's just like made out of rope. Yeah, thank you can God. kind of see it like, I just have to like behind the okay. middle pillar. But like, why wouldn't it just be a wooden ladder? Like, the wood, like, would the wood degrade in the water? Probably. Or would rope not? Or no, I mean, like not rope's a lot more malleable. Yeah. You I think guess. about the way yeah, that those waves right. are crashing and at what force. Like it could potentially yeah. blow that ladder just like apart and if it were wood. And then you can also mm-hmm. reel your rope ladder up to protect yourself from the crazy giant squid and stuff. For the first few months, operations at the Smalls Lighthouse were running smoothly. Uh, but in December of 1776, a letter from the lighthouse keepers that was dated December 4th had stated that a gale wind had damaged the lantern. The correspondence did not mention if the lantern had been fixed, but Captain Anthony of the Felix said that he passed the Smalls Lighthouse on December 9th and followed the light from 4 a.m. until daylight, stating that the light had provided him with a sense of comfort. Um, in January of 1777, Henry Whiteside and three other men, two of them were keepers of the light at the time, were stuck in a raging storm. Um, the structure of the lighthouse was badly damaged and they had to be rescued. At only 60 feet tall, the lighthouse was not tall enough to clear the massive waves that crashed off of the Smalls rocks. Oh, no. And so the structure had suffered from the erosion. That's even scarier. Yeah. Waves (laughs) taller than the lighthouse you're in? Jesus. (laughs) Phillips tried to repair the lighthouse in time for the following winter, but he was unsuccessful. In October of 1777, the management committee had warned that it might not be possible to display the lights that winter. Um, and it is because of the damage. Yeah. Just like the, because you had to have somebody inhabiting the lighthouse in order for the lights to be displayed because they had to make sure that the lanterns were running. Cause like they basically would extinguish it during the day. It's like a lantern that runs from sunrise to, or sunset to sunrise. And then it, you know, would, if the lighthouse keepers are doing their job, they would put it out during the day because it's not needed. And that's like a waste of gas and stuff like oil, whatever they use for a lantern. And dangerous, I mean. I mean, yeah, that's like an open flame burning in this wood building. (laughs) (laughs) On these crashing waves. Yeah. So because nobody was able to stay at the lighthouse, there was nobody to run the lights. And then it was at this point that Phillips had abandoned the project and surrendered his patent. Um, Trinity House, which is the UK authority for lighthouses, took over the project and funded the repairs necessary to get the lighthouse inhabitable and running again. They repaired and improved upon Phillips' original design, and upon completion of the project, Trinity House awarded John Phillips with a lease that began on June 3rd, 1778, and was effective for 99 years, which I think is kind of funny wow. that like he like abandoned the project and was like, I can't do it anymore, and they're like, well, we'll fix it for you. Here's the lease. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is so, crazy. Now that we know a little bit about the history of the construction of the lighthouse and how it stands... We're going to take a break, and then our story of tragedy will truly begin. Ooh, that's what Ooh. I came for. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm tragedy. taking the long road this time. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm excited. 
excited. It's a slow burn. I'm excited to learn. Oh, tragedy. Hey. Oh, tragedy. I got a PS. Oh, tragedy. Oh, tragedy. Oh, tragedy. Tragedy, tragedy. 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 <laughs> My favorite part of the ring is, what is it? it's when she sees the lighthouse in the video <laughs> and she goes, oh, we got to find out what that lighthouse is. And then it shows a, uh, a scene with her in the library and she has a giant stack of books about lighthouses and she, op- she takes the first one off the stack and opens it. And on the first page is the lighthouse that's in the video. <laughs> That's creepy. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious to me. My favorite part of Ring. No, Ring 2. Ring 2 um, is <laughs> when the little boy is very sick and uh, it keeps shooting back and forth between the little boy and then it's like the fish in the fish tank no, and it's then the fish is just dead. Because the, f- <gasps> the, the ghost, the ghost, whatever, it's like she water. like sucks all the water yeah. out of the room and he, 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 he looks over stop. to the fish tank and the, and the fish is dead in this fish tank with no, the, water. no water and the, the soundtrack like, goes, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the yeah. ring is scary. I don't think so either. I think the ring is funny. Anyway, speaking of lighthouses, lighthouses. <laughs> are we going to get back into the story? Let's get into it. Let's I'm get bad. into it. Two white claws and it's too, too many. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? What happens at this creepy lighthouse? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. It's a cake to make a pretty cake. What? What? <laughs> But I did find out that there are over 60 lighthouses still uh, (laughs) dotted around the UK. Well, there are still a bunch of lighthouses dotted around the UK. There's some pretty cool lighthouses that are in the US still. (laughs) One of the most haunted buildings in America is a lighthouse in Florida. Maybe I'll do a story on that. That would be cool. Lighthouses are crazy. Maybe it's because I've been landlocked my whole life, but like I'm fascinated with the sea. I love the ocean. The ocean. It's beautiful. The ocean. I could live in the ocean. I could drown in the What's ocean. What's the squatch of the sea? The squatch of the sea is, did I tell you guys? Giant squid. About when Kyle and I were in Our Hawaii <laughs> and we saw two, I don't know, there might have been more. We were at the southmost point of Hawaii, so we were at the southmost point of the U.S. And we were standing over, there were like these crazy cliffs and it was like so windy, but it was like, just like straight drop into the ocean across these cliffs and we're looking out and there's these giant shadows at the base of the cliff and they're like moving around and after watching them for a while Kyle was like those are manta rays huge that's cool fucking manta rays they had to have been the size of like two buses span across they were giant from where we were standing and I googled it and manta rays can grow to be like 20 feet that's horrifying 25 feet wide that's cool and it was just like because we could see like the cloud of like the schools of yellow fish you know like the yellow cloud swimming above these big shadows and we were like I was like what is that 
The ocean is full of horrifying monsters. Horrifying yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you want to get into the story? Yeah, let's get back into All it. All right. Let's so do it. the lighthouse was erected. This one-of-a-kind lighthouse, after all of its trials and tribulations, <laughs> and it's just about to get more turbulent. Uh-oh. So the winter of 1800 to 1801 is not only the darkest period in the small lighthouse history, but is arguably one of the darkest periods in lighthouse history in general. What, general lighthouse light history. No. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 in fact, the light dark. stayed. Oh, I get it. <laughs> uh, i loved your count laugh by the way uh, uh, uh. <laughs> all right so two men named thomas howell and thomas griffith were appointed keepers of the light and then i just want to point out both of their names are thomas which i thought was silly and then when i was doing research for that other lighthouse that i might have wanted to include both of the guys names were joseph is like Joseph something and Joseph something else. It's like a rule. Is you it like a the same? That's weird. You have to change your name. Two Thomases enter. <laughs> I do love Hopefully that. Hopefully, like their official leave. term is keeper of the light. Yeah, that sounds like some fucking D and D bullshit. I am the keeper of the light, or like Lord of the Rings. The I don't keeper know. Keeper of the light. It just reminds me of the light. <laughs> the light. <laughs> fucking dad pod. So Thomas Howell and Thomas Griffin were appointed Griffith were appointed keepers of the light. Um, it was common knowledge in the community that these two men were from that they did not get along. And it was even that's good. Put them in a room. I know. Yeah. Isolate them for months at a time. Um, it was even claimed by some members of the community that the two men hated each other. Um, they had been seen arguing in bars and other public spaces. <laughs> Who made this decision? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Look, I know like, you would kill this man if you other. had the chance. Or is this like a? So I'll give you that chance. <laughs> yeah. Here's a lighthouse you have or to stay they, in. Were they thinking like, oh, this will solve the problem? <laughs> They'll work they out their need differences. To talk it out. <laughs> this will give them plenty of time to talk it out. So these men were kept in isolation together through the winter. The winter of 1800 to 1801 was a. Imp- a particularly bad year for storms. Um, they weren't able to get some of their shipments for provisions that they were supposed to get. And so their supplies were running low. So one night the vessels passing the lighthouse noticed some sort of distress signal and there wasn't any sort of like official form of communication. The Royal Navy at that time had their like famed flag communication system, but there was no way for like lighthouses to communicate with ships or really like commercial ships to communicate with each other or anything. It was common for keepers in distress to set up some sort of a signal, but there was no way for anybody to like decipher what the signal was for. <clears throat> so just write help on a big sheet of I, yeah. <laughs> something. <laughs> I don't um, know. so the vessels noticed that there was a distress signal sent out from the smallest lighthouse. And several vessels attempted to make contact with the lighthouse, but because of the weather and the the waters, you know, they weren't able to. <laughs> sorry, I'm no, sorry. you're good. I was trying to figure out an adjective and I couldn't come up with one. Um, just like the way that the waters were so intense, they weren't able to make a land. And so several ships were sent out to try to land or to make contact or even see if they could get close enough to figure out what was going on. Every time a ship would pass the lighthouse, they would see a man standing on like the gallery of the lighthouse, like the open walkway, like leaning over the railing and ships reported that he would like wave them on, 
but they were unable to tell if he was like saying anything to them. They were unable to get close enough to really see anything other than just his shadow. So every time a ship would be sent out, they would just go back to port with no new information. The signals kept coming, but every night the lighthouse would continue to run. And it would only run from sunset to sunrise, and it would be extinguished during the day. So, so they somebody... knew that somebody was there manning the lighthouse because it was operating as usual. So it couldn't be that bad what was going on at the lighthouse, right? Yeah. Yeah. So throughout the winter, they continued to try to make contact, and nobody was able to make contact. And they kept reporting that they would see this man standing over the balcony, waving them on. And the lights would be turned and lights on and would off. Go, yeah. And so they kept trying to make contact. But eventually, as the weather kind of settled down in the spring, they were able to land a boat. And the scene that they found was a quite disturbing one. Oh. So pretty early on in the winter, um, Thomas Griffith had gotten pretty sick. And after weeks of suffering from his illness, he had passed away. Howell had feared that if he just threw the body out to sea, it would implicate him in murder. Okay. Because it was common knowledge that the two didn't like each other. <laughs> if he just got rid of the body, he was like, I'll be, you know, found guilty. So what he did, he had some previous, like, carpentry knowledge. And he built, like, a makeshift coffin out of some furniture that was in the living quarters. Um, he lugged the coffin up to the gallery of the lighthouse where he tied the coffin to the railings after a particularly bad stormy night, the coffin had gotten blown to smithereens, Oh no! which is why a wooden ladder uh, would not I be see. the business I see. because even this coffin <laughs> up on the, the gallery had gotten completely destroyed. <laughs> I'm going to say that all the fucking time. It would not be, it the, would business. Not be the business. <laughs> all that sense. was left were, the decomposing remains of Griffith's body tied to the railing of the gallery. Oh, that's gross. So as the ships were passing, the figure that they saw standing on the gallery was (laughs) the body body? of Thomas Griffith. Why do you tie him upright? Well, he tied him, he tied the, he tied the coffin to the, to the railing. I don't know. How else would you tie the coffin to the railing? Why'd you tie it to the railing like laying in the first place? Down? Yeah. yeah, but well, how would you tie it to the railing if it was laying down? I don't know. I don't like, know either. Instead of vertical, just horizontal, and then you tie it around, and then instead of a person standing there, it's like a person like planking. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and they'd be like, that's fucking I don't weird. Know. And they would make sure to get there. I feel like the easiest way to tie it would just be upright. Like it feels like the most efficient. Like he That's did not, not any weirder than he tying did not it horizontally. Expect the coffin to blow apart and Listen. this man to be standing <laughs> That's true. upright. So you know, guy, he thought that maybe he would put a coffin on the railing. Somebody would see a coffin and be like, "Oh, we'll stop." <laughs> so this, but guy, they just saw somebody waving. Because how? Yeah, go ahead. He had to go. He had to go out on the sea with the person he hated. He got sick. And then he got exploded. <laughs> yeah, kind of. This dude had He basically a sat out on the railing for months. <laughs> and Howell had, you know, basically stated that when the winds blew a certain way, it made it look like Ugh. Griffith oh, was waving the way that. that it blew its arm around. So when ships were saying that a man was standing on the balcony waving at them to pass, that's what it was, was just the wind. Ew. 
flopping his arm around. That's so gross. I hate it. So, yeah, for months, Howell was forced to look at the face of his ex-partner, his waving hand beckoning him he to the other side. He probably chuckled to himself. I don't know. <laughs> it was claimed that uh, Howell's closest friends and family did not recognize him when he returned to shore. He had months just, like, stared into the face of this corpse. That would be weird. And just, like, had to live, like, alone with himself and this decomposing body... That would be weird. For several I mean, at least months. it was out on the balcony. Yeah, but it's staring at you in the window. <laughs> and then the wind knocks it over and it's like, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the story of the lighthouse tragedy. I do think it's crazy that throughout this whole time, until the moment Howell was rescued, he kept the lighthouse running every night. He did his job. Good job, He was sir. a good worker. Employee of um, the month. Yeah, <laughs> forever. Why Employee I would argue? Lifetime. Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, there were lives on the on the line, though. If the light wasn't yeah. working, ships People could crash. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's yeah. that certain responsibility. You have to. You, I think, to hire somebody to do that job, he's got to be horribly, morbidly depressed. Also, not mind being alone, and also very responsible and dependable. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a really sad thought. I was like, it's me. It's dad would be me. a really good lighthouse Your keeper. Dad. <laughs> dad would be a great lighthouse keeper. I'll change my name to Jerome and uh, Jerome and I can go. <laughs> and that's the rule. It. You have to have the same name. I, didn't, I was like, what? And then I was like, oh yeah. Because yeah. um, as long as we're not married, we'd be fine. Yeah, you guys don't have we'd different last fine. names. Yeah. Jerome Whitehead and, and Jerome Bannister. Jerome, Jerome. What would George Jerome do? Jerome. <laughs> Like, I took your last name. <laughs> I'm keeping his first name. And we're going to run a lighthouse together. <laughs> and then I would be checked into a mental institution. Uh, um, I just want to end it out by saying, um, here's why I would personally argue that this was one of the darkest periods in all of lighthouse history is because from this moment until the last lighthouse was fully automated, the Trinity House declared that through the winter months, all lighthouses would be manned by no less than three people. Awesome. Mm. Thomas, Thomas, and Thomas. Yeah. Thomas cubed instead of squared. <laughs> Thomas cubed. <laughs> Back to the whole cube I, head thing. I'm going to be honest. I watched all of the lighthouse. Don't remember anything that happened in it. But I don't think I understood what was happening in it. And then as I was researching this, it was like illuminating <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> like, but, we watched it on the, the clear presence that was Robert Eggers because we love the witch. Yeah. And I was oh, like, yeah. this might be a little too artsy for it was me. Too heady. I remember yeah. I liked it, but I don't think I knew what was going on. <laughs> That's a but problem with artsy this, movies. Having this knowledge, maybe I should watch it again. I think I'm gonna like, rewatch it. Yeah. I get it now. <laughs> having the the story of it. what it's Well, I think it, part of the reason why it did so well, I think like an artsy because movie. because it was Robert Eggers. <laughs> well, I think an artsy movie in a story like this is a good concept, just yeah. an overall yeah. concept. Because you think about like, how else would you depict a man losing his fucking mind? I will say yeah. those performances you know what I mean? fucking so excellent. Good. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Willem anyway. Dafoe is Willem brilliant. Dafoe. Next story I'm going to do is going to be about the true story behind the Batman. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you, they actually changed the name of the movie. It's, it's now called Duh Batman. Duh Batman. <laughs> Duh Batman. I still haven't seen it. I haven't either. It's on you HBO, only, though. You're, you're now, your shtick is you only do stories, only based, do on stories based on movies that, that Robert, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson has been in. in. 
<laughs> one day I'll do a true story of Harry Potter. <laughs> Twilight. The Twilight. All true stories. Of <laughs> I did the vampires running around in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. That my brother also saw. You know yeah, how Dylan I was didn't like, see Squatch. I had like vampires. blocked out the fact that Robert Pattinson was in Twilight. I was like, he was in Harry Potter and he was in the Lighthouse and he was in the Batman and that's it. Don't <laughs> Batman. Please. Well, that I think was Robert story. Pattinson is probably blocked out the fact what? that he's been in Twilight too. <laughs> no way s- that shit made him so much money. <laughs> yeah, but it also caused him a lot of That's mental fair. distress. Okay. <laughs> well, that was a good story, Val. Good I'd story. block it out too. I'd be like, where did all this money come from? I don't know. <laughs> How am I famous? <laughs> I liked it. I liked the when it got real horrifying. Because <laughs> you were like, his body was waving in the wind. And I was like, Dude, I told you it was a slow burn. I intentionally wrote it to be a slow burn. (laughs) Nicely done. Thank you. Thank you. Time to move on to things that don't suck. Things that don't suck. My chest just popped. (laughs) (laughs) It made me scream. That's weird. (laughs) I like the scream in the back of things that don't suck. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Thanks I think we should suck. keep it. <laughs> I think we will. So who wants to go first? Me. I have to steal this one before James takes no. it. Uh, yeah. Can we just both ah. do it? You can do it can on do the next it? episode. Oh. <laughs> we can both do it. Um, yesterday, James and I went to go and see Marcel the Shell with Shoes on. Is it good? Yeah. It's so because good. It'll... It's very good. What? <sighs> what is the hat? Yeah. That would be like if I was like, oh, I'm going to go see the Charlie the Unicorn movie. No, that's, no, no it's, that's it's, how I feel about the no, Marcel the Shell with Shoes on movie. It's okay. very, ne- no, <laughs> it's it's very, very necessary. It's very sweet. It was very good. James and I both cried. I'm going to yeah. go watch the Acid Lizard movie. I Shut honestly up. would pay to see a whole movie of the Acid Lizard. I'm going to go watch Charlie Bit My Finger, the movie. <laughs> no, it doesn't It doesn't sound like it would work, but it's very... It really it's, does. It's very, it's very like, cute. necessary. They figured out a way to... And it's A24, so you know it was yeah. going to be good. They weren't going to fucking... The lady, Did I find out Euphoria's A24? Yeah, you told me that. <laughs> so that, I like, lady, had to Google it. The lady did when we went in there because it was like the two movies playing at the same time. She was like, are you here for Minions or Marcel the Shell? And I wanted to be like, Minions. Honestly. I would go see Minions. Oh, no, not me. I told Kyle, <laughs> I was like, the thing, I think as I get older and more depressed, it selfishly makes more sense to have kids. Does getting older automatically mean you get more depressed? I, I don't so. know. <laughs> well, it's been, it's, it's worked for me. how it's been working out, so... All right, my thing that doesn't suck was Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. It was a very good movie. It was very cute. James and I cried, but Aww. it was good. Uh, all right, who's next? I'll go next, okay. unless James wants to go I don't next. really have one. That was mine, but I will say that I did just find out that there's a, a, a Judge Judy-style show with Steve Harvey on it called... Uh, Oh shit! What's it called? You did not shit. just find that. Yeah, out. but I gotta use. I gotta have a placeholder thing oh, that doesn't okay. suck. And judge, what is it called? Judge, judge Harvey? Harvey. Judge Harvey. That's the thing that doesn't suck and will continue to never <laughs> suck. So now it's Bell's judge turn. <laughs> That's awesome. I used to watch Judge Judy when we had no cable. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I oh god, we watched Judge What's Judy. My, thing? my favorite thing about staying about home from Harvey. school was well, watching Judge Judy. <laughs> your thing that doesn't suck could just be and that the we Maury went on show. Like a cute little date. Oh, yeah. You are yeah. not the father. Yeah. You are not the father. James, I told James his thing that doesn't suck could be that we went on a little date and he gave me the most disgusting like, face. Because <laughs> you took my thing with the, it was a, a movie with the funny shoe guy. Funny shoe shell. The shell wears shoes. 
He does. All right. Hilarious. So your turn. <laughs> it's my turn. And my thing that doesn't suck is that it's my friend Jenna's birthday today. And after I record this, I'm going to go over to Jenna's house and we're going to hang out for her birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Jenna. Jenna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. That's cool. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. So I guess it's my turn. Um, I don't really have anything. I think. Damn. Your children sitting in front of you? I don't know. <laughs> I was going to do something corny. Like, no, just that I love my family, and that's all. My thing that doesn't suck is my family. Aww. Even though we don't always agree on things, we love each other. Incorrect. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you, Mama. Love you. Mama. Even with all the feuds this family has, there will always be... Never mind. Are you trying to make a family feud joke? Yeah, I was no. Can we can we get on the family feud? Yeah, we'll just fist fight. We the have family to. feud would no, be internal. The, literally, <laughs> Hannah. That's the thing. We're what supposed is it? to be on the same team. It's, it's five five people on family feud. Uh huh. If it was like me, old you, and youngs. Well, no. If it was me, <laughs> you, and then Nara, Tori, and Jason. <gasps> Oh I don't God. think Jason's old enough. I don't think he's old enough. Naradori and Derek. Yeah. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> Sucks Aww. to suck. No, let's invite Brian. Because Brian is like secretly hilarious. Brian he is, is very funny. Brian is like just so thing. And I I told Quincy this before Quincy even met Brian. Like Quincy came over for a family event and I was like, Brian might be there. I was like, if you have the opportunity to sit near Brian <laughs> and catch what he's saying, I recommend that you do. <laughs> Everybody do your impression of the dead guy from the story waving us off the podcast. We're waving <laughs> you goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye, I'm everybody. dead, and I'm with my hate, the people I hate the most. <laughs>